This episode of Brand Meat Creator Podcast is brought to you by Notch, the world's first Instagram insurance. Nowadays, even two-factor authentication isn't a true fail-safe. Notch covers the most critical components to keep your online business safe, not only providing additional security alerts and working to retrieve your account if you're hacked, but also protecting loss of income with an immediate payout each day you're hacked. You know we at Brand Meat Creator Podcast believe in treating your influence like a business, and this is the best way to protect that business. Head to the show notes to get a quote today. Welcome to Brand Meat Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. We're kicking this episode off with a little take-home message because Revolve is at it a freaking again, Sonia. They're at it again. They are do- giving us a repeat of what happened during Revolve Fest at Coachella, and they are not paying influencers. I saw this weekend with Fashion Week that they, again, have these huge lists of deliverables for creators with, you know, 100K plus, a million followers, and no pay, $2,000 worth of clothing. That's it. Yep. I mean, I'm not surprised because people keep taking it and you see lots of big creators who might be getting paid on their year-long contracts at these events that Revolve puts on, especially uh, during Fashion Week. And people want to be a part of that. So if others are taking it, like, why would they change? Like, I almost... It's annoying to me that it keeps happening, but at the same time, it's like, I don't fault them because if they're still getting a hundred people to say yes, like, why would they change? It's annoying. Well, okay. Ethics of it deep down. I'm like, uh, if I was involved, I I would feel like an asshole and (laughs) because it's just so unacceptable. Um, Mm -hmm. but two, yeah, that, I mean, that's our take home message is we need to stop. We need to stop with the gifted clothing. The fashion industry is the worst of them all and influencer marketing because girls Mm -hmm. will just take free clothes and it needs to stop. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, I think that what they ask for is unreasonable, but I think that they're a thousand dollars worth of free clothes and you get to go to a prestigious event if you are a micro influencer or just getting started is probably worth it for some people. I don't think that everyone has the ability to say no to that. Like, I just don't think it's feasible that gifted clothing in exchange for something will ever completely stop, like hard stop. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's in our future. But offering $1,000 gifted clothing in exchange for like four reels and this and that to somebody who has like a more established following, like, yeah, that that's that person's responsibility to say no to. I think that's what really hits me is like it happens across the board. It's not Mm -hmm. so much that there is this, you know, invite to an event where you get free stuff and you're posting realistically, like Mm -hmm. every time you wear an outfit, which makes sense. They've set this up very strategically where, you know, just every post that you make during that week will have an outfit on. It's not like, Mm-hmm. We need to have a big capital sell, hard sell within these posts because you're just wearing an outfit. But it's that you have these girls that have a million followers that <laughs> aren't wow. getting paid. 
It's that's true. I mean, I wish they talked more about the type of um, influencer that they're asking to come because I think a lot of them are not 100% fashion girlies already. Like they're not actually mm. getting fashion sponsorships, but they are cute and they have like a sense of style in some aspect. So they wouldn't be like a traditional fashion girl. Like this girl is not getting invited to sit front row at Probable or something else. You know, like no. she's not a fashion girl, but she wants to be, which is why sure. even with that following, she's accepting stuff like this because she wants to get more into the fashion world. So it's also a strategic play for her. So, I mean, I get it. It is annoying. Number one, it's annoying because it happens every year and somehow like it always gets traction. People are like shock and awe. They offered this again, like whatever. I'm like, they're going to keep doing it. This is not a, this is no longer a story um, that we need to keep like reporting on. It's not like that shocking that they do it, but yeah, be I the mean, change you wish world. to see in the world, Sonia. Be the change. I mean, they need, like influencers need to be their own change. If they're going to exactly. be the ones complaining that they get these type of offers, then they need to be the ones that they're saying no. I mean, yeah, I wish it could start from the brand, but at the end of the day, the brand it'll is a it needs to start from the creators. It needs yeah. to start from the creators. The brand is a business. They're looking for ROI. They are have function this way before. They have lots of partnerships where they do pay people, and they feel justified to make these offers because people keep saying yes Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to ever look to them to be the ones that are going to change their behavior well there you have it fashion week revolve (laughs) update this week on brand meat creator we are getting into the holiday season pumpkin spice lattes are on the menu and (laughs) so are holiday (laughs) partnerships so let's get going people let's get going you only have three four months left out of this year and it's about time that people are promoting their holiday collection so harley and i wanted to jump on and give you some tips and tricks to start doing asap to land those holiday deals yes okay so here's why i think this is so important because number one holiday content is so savable and shareable Like that's first and foremost, like let's talk about that. Holiday content is so savable, shareable because people plan for holidays. So if you were to jump on any kind of holiday content, I don't know, Mm -hmm. two to four weeks ahead of time. Yes, I said four weeks ahead of time. People are going to be saving up a storm. Last year, I did this whole series about Halloween costumes and like fun transitions you can do with it. And I had some majorly viral videos from that content that was posted, you know, three to four weeks in advance. So heading into holiday stuff, Mm -hmm. let's start, let's start thinking. It's September. I know that feels early, but it is time. The other yeah, important, if anything, maybe it's late. I think it's a little late <laughs> maybe too. We're late to the game. I think yeah. we're a little late. Um, the other piece of this is we've talked about this before: is you can upcharge for specialty themed content. So, are we raising our rates this season? What what we doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, first, I think it's good to point out that holiday doesn't just have to be like the traditional Christmas gift giving holiday. Um, as you mentioned, like from now to the end of the year, there's actually a lot of quote unquote holidays. A lot. So you have your Thanksgiving, Halloween. You have Don't Halloween. skimp out on my favorite no, holiday. <laughs> absolutely not. You have Halloween. Um, you're talking Black Friday, which is a yep. huge one. 
Um, and then you have something that might be traditional gift giving, whether that be um, Christmas or Hanukkah or something else. Mm-hmm. So um, there are lots of opportunities there uh, in terms of what type of content you can be creating. Don't just think that it has to be gift giving. The ASAP. other, yes, the other thing that we see all the time are these holiday series. Vlogmas, mm-hmm. you could do 25 days yeah. of Christmas. You could do 13 nights of Halloween. There's so sure. many like festive things going on hello abc Mm -hmm. family pull an abc family no it's free form now (laughs) pull a free form and do it do it 25 days of christmas (laughs) agreed and it can also bleed into like entertaining or tips for travel during this time or there's just so many alternatives otd yeah, you really should simplify. Give yourself, yeah, give yourself some time to think about the content and not just push it all as like you should buy this thing. Like it should come from various uh, activities. So I think that's point one that we should make here is number one: look at all the quote unquote holidays from now to the end of the year, and then brainstorm how you can cover those in both traditional and non-traditional mm. ways, so that your content doesn't just feel like everybody else's. I think that's going to be the first Huge. thing. I would recommend. Yep. The second thing I would recommend is once you have those ideas, that's a great time to start reaching out to the brands, which is yes. why you need to do that right now. So if you know you're going to be doing like a series around entertaining and you're going to do a Halloween tablescape, a Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. a Christmas, a Friendsgiving, whatever, then that's the time to reach out to oh, your... She really said Friendsgiving. I love it. See, there's so many festive things here. <laughs> there's so many festive things happening here. And that's the time to say, look, I here's the mood board. This is the type of content I'm creating. Home goods, I think you'd be a great partner or whomever else. You know, would you like to sponsor this series? Yeah. And then you have, oh, you're going in with a bargaining chip yep. as opposed to just saying like, I know it's holiday season. You know, holiday season is approaching. I'd love to work with you yes. on holiday content. Like, Mm, that I'm going to like delete past. Ideas. Like, you're not bringing anything yes. to the table. Yeah. If you're coming with that already, already fully formed idea, you're much more likely to sign a deal. Oh, I, and I think that's across the board. Holidays or not, mm-hmm. come to the table with an idea. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It definitely holidays or not, but for sure during holiday season yes. because everybody is stressed. It's the end of the year and people are trying to make money. That is one yes. thing that I think creators really need to realize is this is the final quarter of the year this is the final final push push to make Mm -hmm. final push to make money so you should be coming to the table not only with the ideas but you know I'd like to offer a discount code I'd like to offer a this Mm -hmm. a that like anything that will prompt people to shop because people are looking for conversions in this final quarter for sure it's not just going to be about while it is about cute content it's also really heavy into conversions right and I mean that's the thing too is like yes your brand can post the festive content but it doesn't have a long lifespan none of this content has a super long lifespan no definitely not you know you're talking about stuff that has like 30 to 60 days at best at best and that's if you're talking Christmas yeah, that's if you're talking all the way through the end of the year. So it's like if you post something in October, like, you know, it's really, it's done at the yep. end of the year. So um, I think it's a great time to start thinking about package rates as well and yes. including like ads usage because it's going to be only 30 or 60 days of mm-hmm. ads that someone can run this type of content. 
So if you're including it as a line item in the initial pitch and be like, listen, to create all the content and be the sponsor is this amount. And, you know, I'll license the uh, rights for 30 or 60 days for this amount right off the bat. I feel like you're coming to the table strategically. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Do we, (laughs) I feel like you're going to give me a clap back (laughs) answer. Do we discount the usage or do we say that Mm. we're discounting the usage? I think it's fine to say that you're discounting the usage if you're giving like a strong rate up front. I think if someone's willing to take the whole package, then the usage, you know, I think it depends on what you're pitching, right? So let's say, let's go back to this tablescape example. If you're saying I'm going to create four tablescape moments from now to the end of the year. For Halloween, Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, and and Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Okay, so that's the four major moments. And you're going to do like... BTS shopping for it, whatever prepping um, on stories. Then you're going to yes. do a reel that like teaches people the how to. And this is how detailed we want this this proposal. Oh too. yeah, I want to know all Absolutely. of the all of the documentation mm-hmm. and the stories along the way. I don't want you to just say you know and I'll post stories. No no no, you're going to post all of no. the prep. Give me that ingredients list, girl. Yeah, it should be a well thought out series essentially like this is me shopping this is how much i spent like look how many things i got a great deal i shopped at this place the retailer that is sponsoring you um this is like me putting it together and it's a reel that is going to be about like the things that you considered maybe you do like a crafty diy moment that's like a Mm. second reel and then you do stories that like summarize and show everybody at your table and where to buy and all this stuff so you're talking about like two rounds of stories two reels at four different times from now to the end of the year, that's like a serious package. It's serious. Um, so I think if someone's willing to buy the whole package, for sure discount that usage rate because you're offering something that's really, really strong already. So it's probably really strong. a nice price tag that you're getting if someone comes onto it. And so going back to your initial mm-hmm. pitch with this mm-hmm. proposal – how much yeah. am I really throwing into that initial pitch? Because I don't think I'm bringing price into the table yet. I think that you could at least come in because the first people are going to be intrigued most likely right off the bat because you're coming with such like a good storyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think like a collage or yep. showing you know, like-minded content from before is going to be important here. Most likely. And I also want to make this clear, like you're not, this is not a cold pitch. No. This is a lot of effort. So this needs to be a brand you already have some form of relationship yep. with. Even if they never paid you before, you have a contact that you know is going to respond that mm-hmm. you've spoken with in some form. If that's gifting or you've been to one of their events or you maybe you did do a paid partnership earlier in the year, I would really recommend that you hold this type of well-structured pitch for those people that you have relationships mm-hmm. already with so that you're not wasting your time. Um, or all this I mean, to a cold pitch. even if it's a brand that you've been flirting with online for a while, I I don't think we yeah, can discount. As long as you this, have a strong co- contact, yeah, I don't think we can discount the mm-hmm. uh, like smaller brands here that might still have interest yeah. in in this kind of big, mm-hmm. well thought out, well designed, well crafted project. Yeah, I 100% agree. As long as you have someone that you know is responsive to you already, Mm -hmm. then it has to be some sort of foot in the door, whether that be very warm audience, which means like you've been DMing and you're on their radar and they know who you are, etc. 
or like a like a really bottom of funnel they've paid you before for something yes so definitely sticking to that but back to your answer back to your question about the pricing i do think that you should go in with some sort of range it doesn't have to mm. be like because the first thing a brand's going to think is, can I even afford this? Right. So when you put together a package that is quite in-depth like that, a lot of brands are going to be like, oh, man, this is going to cost me so much. Yeah. I can't afford it, whatever else. So I think giving people a range or some options. So right. it's like package A, you sponsor all of them, and it's this amount. Package B, you sponsor two of them, and it's this amount. Package C, you know, this is how you would do it in brand sponsorships as well. Like if you're throwing a huge event. And you wanted someone to come in as a sponsor. Totally. You normally give them a bunch of different options right. and pricing options and what that entails. So I would kind of break it down that way. Anytime you're pitching a proposal like this, you really should be giving your good, better, best. I want to see, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. the first tier of of pricing, the pricing that you think they're going to actually buy in the center because that's how psychology (laughs) works Mm -hmm. and the Mm over-the-top option as your best that probably won't be purchased but at least they can see the option for sure and at the the most minimal investment that's when you should be really asking for like full price full rate Mm -hmm. and then if they're like taking two two packages somewhere in the middle you know you tell them okay well this is like a light discount or whatever 10 percent um and then if they're taking yeah exactly then if they're taking everything then you can say you know this is how much it would normally cost this is how much i'm offering it to you and we can discuss any of these options more custom to what you might like right because i think letting people know and saying the wording that i'm i'm open to customizing this partnership is different than i'm open to negotiation Mm. negotiation i feel like is direct to the price and customization means like maybe they don't need that many reels right they don't need that many stories maybe they actually want still images like who knows so customization is more saying like i'm i'm open to using this idea and applying it to whatever you're doing on your marketing calendar and truly who knows who knows what they want i think this is one of the big big reasons that i hate media decks so much is because it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel customizable and very often you have this huge package and i'm like i don't want 10 stories i literally don't want 10 stories i'm never going to buy that from (laughs) you so we have to be smart about our packaging here yeah, definitely have to be smart about your packaging and definitely have to be smart about the way that you go into it. Say like, this is what I've brainstormed, but I'd love to like customize something that fits mm-hmm. your, you know, marketing initiatives for the holiday season. Yeah. So. so let's, let's chat pricing gal pal. What do we think about pricing this season? I think it will be an interesting time for pricing. I mean, I'm still so stuck in fighting, especially managers every day about organic usage i just fought one today about giving a brand 60 days to repost story content um and they're like well we normally charge for this i'm like what who is <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. so confused yeah but that's that's for beyond uh, the point <laughs> and just a continued complaint i just a continued complaint that i'd like to put out there but i think that we are gonna have a hard time seeing inflating prices i think that the end of this year a lot of influencers have had probably a more difficult year than they did previously and they're going to be trying to make money back especially on black friday posts Mm. i think that will be a huge place where people are trying to land the biggest deal and that makes a hundred percent sense to me i think what you have to be careful with is how many 
brands you commit to for that because there's only right. one there's only one Black Friday so right. and making sure that it, they're not competing of course yeah. that it does, you don't look like a scammer I think this is an important thing that maybe goes into your language and the pitch of like you are my exclusive partner for this day because that does bring value to to your work and to the space on your feed yep. because I think a lot of the time that's the issue in conversations with brands that they really don't realize that yes I can post as much as I want but hey hello I'm not a walking billboard regardless of if I can crank out five posts in five days like it's not the Mm -hmm. same as having my audience's trust and their continued engagement for those five Mm -hmm. I think you know, if you really truly want to break through the amount of noise that there is, especially around shopping and Black Friday and all of that, you have to have like a commitment to one or two partners mm-hmm. where you're posting a lot just about them because people are inundated, inundated. on those days with emails and you know text messaging and you know everything that's going to be on social right. about it. So it's it can be a lot. So I think offering more and charging more make and only having like one or two partners makes more sense than trying to like go a lot wider and like onboard a bunch of people for a similar time period. Right. Do less club. Do less club. Mm-hmm. Pick your faves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely pick your faves. And I also think there's something about, you know, a lot of people, especially in like the fashion and beauty area, will be doing, you know, gift, gift guides. guides. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can always ask for sponsorship on your gift guides and exclusive sponsorship on your gift guides. But, you know, so many people do them. I don't know how helpful they are because you're talking like gift guides from Vogue.com, Elle.com, right? Every outlet is doing it. Plus so many influencers are doing it. So I think you need a really effective it is as content. Yeah, I think this goes back to our previous conversation of like, you need that specialty. If you're going to do a gift guide, it has to be for someone and it has to be for someone very specific. It's not just your fashion girly anymore. It's your New, New York fashion yeah. girly with a uh, proclivity <laughs> towards graphic eyeliner. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You like, you have, you have to have someone very specific. Very specific. Sure, and that, that will be helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know, like in gift guides, it's so hard to sell them, I think, because a gift guide implies that there's going to be multiple gifts, which means there'll be multiple brands. Mm-hmm. So unless you're signing someone like a Nordstrom or Macy's right. or someone who has, you know, lots of different styles of product, it may not be worth it for a brand. So that may not be a great way for you to peddle your sponsored right. content. So how do we feel about holiday dip and engagement there's a lot of there's a lot of posting happening there's a lot of noise happening which means we can only like so many things we can only see so many things on our feed sure are we worried I mean I think that I never am worried because I'm realistic but I think it's something that if you're pitching a brand you should mention you know just as a reminder this season can be highly competitive views might be lower than average um clicks might be lower than average whatever i think you know going into a partnership being honest with performance um is really important but we're still not at the point where all brands you know if they sponsor someone are okay with bad performance Mm -hmm. because they know it's just like a gateway a lot of people still hold really tight to like well it didn't provide any sales it didn't provide any clicks or Mm -hmm. it didn't do whatever so 
I think being prepared with what metrics or what you're willing to do if you don't hit certain metrics up front is really big. So, you know, if you do a reel and it doesn't perform per average on your other reels, be ready to just tell that brand, like, if this happens because of the holiday season, I'm willing to put it in stories again one or two more times to help get the views up. And that really takes zero work. You know, I think this is such a good conversation because very often I talk about a virility clause um, with my clients Mm -hmm. of, you know, you need to put something in this contract that says if this reel hits a certain number of views, if it goes way above and beyond on TikTok, on Instagram, then yeah, you should be Mm -hmm. paid for it. That should be a lump sum if you Mm -hmm. hit, and I'm not talking 20K, I'm talking like if it hits a mil, if it hits 500K, this is not Mm -hmm. very likely that it's going to happen, but if it does, Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of extra reach. And I I do think there also needs to be protection for the brand on that side of what happens Mm -hmm. if it gets 10% of your follower count? What happens if my reel hits 3,000 views for a partnership, which it literally did the other day? And I don't know about conversion. I still need to ask the brand, but that was a Mm -hmm. little bit of a, that that was a jab to the ego. I have to say it was a knife to the heart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Bummer. Yeah, bummer. Literally bummer. I I see both sides. I've, I have yet to have an influencer that I contracted ask for virility clause, but I, and I don't know how I would justify one to a brand because normally like the budget is so strict that it's like, this is the budget. So if they goes viral, like I can't just make up an extra $5,000 for you somewhere that doesn't exist. Right. Like that, I, It's great. And of course, amazing. But I mean, I think I'm also talking you know, much that's, lower That's a numbers. tough one. I think I'm talking like 500, not 5,000. Okay. I mean, like I can see like a performance bonus, like a certain percentage of like the the base fee. But on the converse side, like when we used to do a lot more sponsored posts that were just still images, this was before reels, we would say, you know, if it doesn't perform within X percent of your average engagement rate, we'd like you to re-promote it into stories. And to me, that's reasonable, but we had so many people push back. It's not like we said, oh, we're not going to pay you or we get a discount on your full rate or something like that. That, of course, is like it's beyond their control. But to me, to have that clause was such a fight that we eventually Mm. had to drop it. And to me, it should be like one of those unwritten rules when it comes to partnerships. Should we Um, make an unwritten rules guide? Yeah. Okay, great. Ooh. Check. The unwritten <laughs> rules. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it's like if you got paid and it like you did the work and you had a good partnership with the brand and it just like flops and it's beyond your control, like why not just put it back? I mean, we've talked about this before, but just like put it back in the stories and try your best. Um, but for holidays specifically, I do think that is something that you should think about upfront that shows that you're smart and you're like really pre laying out a plan. I think that's an amazing add-in for a creator. I, I really do. And I mm-hmm. think if you went to the table and you were yeah. like, hey, I actually have, you know, this clause that I add into every contract that says if my views don't hit where they're supposed to, I will do this extra work. I think as a brand, I would see that and be like, oh, hell yeah, this this creator is amazing. That's yeah. above and beyond in the ways that I want. Absolutely. That's definitely putting you up the ladder on a rehire. Yeah. Sure. Way up mm-hmm. the ladder. Yeah. And it doesn't, I don't even think that those extra stories need to be approved necessarily. 
I think it should be a, you know, these will be casual stories, spur Mm -hmm. of the moment kind of thing, but I will give a little extra, extra boost. Yeah. I I don't think it has to be like a hard and fast, like make good a whole other post, something else like that. Like, no, I think it's just like you should continue to support. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So what are your takeaways here? For me, the biggest takeaway is that prep is to go right now, run to your notebook, block off your calendar and think about what you were going to do. Create that calendar, create those packages and then start pitching. Um, Don't start reaching out with like a vague, like I'd love to partner with Hall for the holidays. Like "Mm -mm, that's a waste of time. Come to the table with something is my biggest, my biggest piece of advice here. Right. And I, being mid-September at this point, I think that it is so important to decide also what your capacity for this is because we've Mm. seen so many YouTubers, um, creator, big creators in the past say, Mm -hmm. you know, I signed on for Vlogmas and then I burnt out so heavy. I had to stop midway through where I I hit a wall and I just don't want to do it anymore. And I don't want that for you. And that is why we are here again, mid-September planning Mm -hmm. for two months in advance because let's let's get that locked and loaded yep definitely do not burn out and because it's also your holiday season you have to spend actual time with your family you might be traveling there's a lot going on so don't oversell and don't sleep don't sleep on it worst yeah yep well cheers to creating some holiday content and that stellar mood board that's what we want to see send us your mood board (laughs) yeah i want to know what ideas people come up with i can't wait we are brought to you by upstarter podcast network a podcast production company that manages all aspects of your podcast completely virtually they can help anyone anywhere turn their passion into a podcast if you're interested in learning more check out upstarterpods.com or upstarterpods on instagram